it's you liberals who have lifted them up, Howard. Paul, you conservatives make a mistake. You can't afford to strangle hope in people. Without hope, people become dangerous. No, Howard, you liberals have let them invade our society. You give them jobs, political jobs. Paul, you missed the point. It's only the smart ones we move up. <laughs> that makes it even worse. Oh, you know, we have to move them up. If we leave a smart one in the ghetto, he might develop into a leader against us. But if we raise him up into white society, we neutralize him. He feels compelled to try to act like us. He loses his identity and uh, his racial anger, if he has any. He becomes alien to his brothers. They realize he's sold them out and they grow to hate him. He becomes worthless to them and safe for us. Uh, no, thank you. In fact, in his love for the creature comforts, except for his color, he's become one of us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the No Boundaries Podcast presented by Jay and Welly F. And this week, the F stands for... Phenomenal. <laughs> okay, little Wayne. Okay, I, I see you pulled your little Wayne out. The F stands for phenomenal. That New Orleans education. Golly. Say that was a cold line, though. It, it, it was. It was cold line. It's still a bit retarded. I mean, that's what we expect from Lil Wayne. Yeah, honestly, I ain't gonna lie. Right, Speaking but, of New Orleans, let's get right to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, New Orleans was okay. I would actually say this probably. Uh, it made me not want to go anymore. Hmm. It, it made me. It made me. Cause say, see, I wanted to go to New Orleans like sometime in the near future. I need to take a couple of days off, take a little vacation. I was thinking about going down to New Orleans. I mean, of, of course, go. I'm just saying, for me, like it was like for me and my coworkers, it was like a a once a, a once a year thing, or maybe even twice. And I just think that although we chose the once a year, I felt like it wasn't spread out enough, and I felt like it was just kind of like it was almost like going to watch Spider Man Homecoming because it was just underwhelming. Wow, is that is that the new word for underwhelming? It, yeah. was, it was Spider-Man Homecoming? Spider, Spider-Man Homecoming. It was just like, uh, I could have I chilled a couple of months longer, honestly. It, it, I mean, Vegas was just that Exactly, exactly. I think I just, I was getting, I don't know, just getting old. You're getting tired of vacation? Is that what it is? It didn't really feel like a vacation, though. It just felt like, uh, I did a lot of walking. And I think that's probably what kind of annoyed me because usually when I go to New Orleans, it's just like it's it's a decent amount of walking. It's a lot of food eating, but we walk. Who's walking way too much? There's a lot of construction going on down mm. there. But uh, yeah. All right. So so get into the intro, sir. Yeah, yeah. Rambling about my we're, life. We're not gonna talk about my life. My we're life just gonna get into the intro. Yeah, but the intro, man. Uh, I just kind of felt like you know it was necessary. You know. Start race baiting again since that's what society's been doing. They don't want to get off of it. Um, I guess I, I I look at um, the Michael Vick situation when he commented on Colin Kaepernick, and it just kind of made me laugh at uh, the response and the negativity that he got for having an opinion. Because you know how we feel about opinions. I think Mike Vick's opinion was wrong, though. Like, cutting... Colin Kaepernick cutting his hair isn't going to magically make him fit into the NFL. Let's backtrack. Okay. Michael Vick, um, he went to jail. Fighting dogs. Fighting dogs. Uh, but when he went to jail, he had the cornrows, you know. 
No, when he he had he had cut his hair before he went to jail. When he went to court, he had to fade already. So you saying when he was in the league, he had the cornrows, but when he went to court, he he started trying to. By, by the time he got to court, he had the fade okay. already. So it was a PR move. Yeah, okay. definitely. I got you. I got you. I was confused a little bit. I know he I know he didn't go to court with the cornrows, but uh, you know, technically, country nigga from Virginia, if I'm not mistaken, um, football player. Um, I hate to say it like this, but. A lot, not a lot of your football players are the most intelligent, especially you know, cats that come from small towns. I've noticed that, and you know, I'm not, and that's not hitting on all of them because you know, you got some smart ones. You got Richard Sherman's Lux, out you there. You got your Richard Sherman's, of course. But for the most part, you got a lot of cats that's pretty much like that football was their life. And from an educational standpoint, you really can't spe- you can't expect the most intellectual opinion from them. So when you say his opinion is wrong, I kind of hear it as, well, his opinion suits him. It fits him. I expect something like that from Michael Vick because small town kid, all he really knows is football. You know, so at the most, you know, of, of average intelligence. My thing is, though, um, let's just be let's just be real here. Dude's a felon. Dude, dude did actually go to jail. He's a well-known. He's just as much as a well-known felon as Jeremy Meeks, the guy, the uh, the mugshot guy, the pretty boy mugshot guy. This is this is Michael Vick's reputation. He still gets taunted for being the dog fighter, the felon, the um, the dog abuser. I'm pretty sure Peter still gives him no love to this day. So, in order for so, just think about your average black guy out there right now that's trying to get a job and has a felony. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. Damn near impossible. Damn near impossible. But to get a decent job. To get a decent job. But for Michael Vick to defy the odds, and let's just let's be real. Like Michael Vick ain't really even been Michael Vick since he's been back. He's been pretty much an average quarterback. Uh, isn't he officially retired now? Exactly. And no matter even with his at the at this point, when he by the time he came back with a limited skill set, he was able to get a job. Yeah, he had like Three jobs, if I'm not mistaken. I'm, I'm just saying, and this is it, at the end of the day, all we're talking about is a guy that's trying to get back into the NFL at this point because the NFL doesn't want him. And for people to say that Colin Kaepernick's afro, which is a symbol of for you, now let's start thinking like white people now because we know white people. <laughs> <laughs> You look in, and, and white people run the sport. White people are the ones that's making the decision to get back in the game. And he's basically saying, coming from a felon standpoint, he said, hey, man, clean up your image if you want to get a job again, if you really want to get a job again. Which, in my honest belief, I don't believe Kyle Kaepernick even wants to play football anymore. I think he wants to continue to really cause this uproar and this divide because – this is this has got him. This has gotten him the most notoriety. This has gotten him. He's a household name now, not for football anymore, but for the Black Power movement, which his Afro represents. And for years and years, the Afro has represented, you know, Black Power. White people see it as being militant. You know what I'm saying with the fist up. So even so, at this point in time, Colin Ka- uh, Colin Kaepernick being. A stand-up guy, as far as well, no pun intended, but as far as him being this guy that's taking a stand against America, this is you know that's basically you know that's anti-patriotic. That's at this point, it's worse than Michael Vick killing dogs. 
I'm just saying. So it right might, now, it might Colin Kaepernick is worse than a villain. In in the in the eyes of the white NFL people. owners and white people and white people and <laughs> white people, I guess. But this is why I feel like Michael Vick's opinion was misguided. Michael, like we just said, Michael Vick's a felon. Exactly. Michael Vick had to go to prison. He had to do his time. Mm-hmm. He had to come out. He had to be apologetic. He had to be what they call um, reintegrated into society. Yes. Like he had to he had to go through these steps. He mm-hmm. had to apologize. Kaepernick has nothing to apologize for. Like he didn't commit a crime. He exercised a right. Okay. So what you what you're saying is a fact. Yeah, he you're ex- saying what you're saying is a fact, but the perception is he's a criminal. That's that's what the perception is. It's not true. <laughs> like you can hey. you can look at that, but he's is he's is not true. Like and so where has that gotten him? What, what see that's got him unemployed. There you go. That's that's the that's that's the that's the divide that's the line right there. See, there are two, there are, there's two. You're speaking from an unemployment standpoint. He ain't got no job. His his stance is as innocent as you want to perceive it. Is it's it, it was divisive, and he has no job now. So at this point, Michael Vick, like you said, he's wrong. Which you know I somewhat agree with. All I'm saying is, if my I look at it like this. Now, Michael Vick, he shouldn't cut his hair because once he cuts his hair, it's almost like he's giving up on the movement. I agree. I don't want Colin Kaepernick to give up on the movement. Keep your fro. Keep doing your thing. I don't even care just if he puts a relaxer on it. I know. Just accept the fact that you won't be in the NFL no more because your image is not what the NFL wants. Now, That's see, all Michael and, Vick was saying. And I'm not going to sit here and act, act like, you know, I don't cut my hair and keep oh, a trim yeah. to conform listen, to, listen, to listen, my not, job. These same, I'm, I'm people that criticize, these same people that criticize Colin Kaepernick, I mean, uh, Michael Vick for what he says, when they go on the job interviews, all of a sudden they got Oxford degrees and they talk like they fucking went to Britain and shit. Like, you ain't, when you go into a job interview, most black people, you ain't your 100% genuine self. You put your interview voice on. Look, you come you, in there like... If you call me at work, I sound nothing like I exactly. sound on this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Nothing. So, people at the end of the day, they just being hypocrites. They just Want to be? They just want to have a reason to be mad. But all I'm saying is, all Michael Vick, Michael Vick is looking at it like, hey, if this dude wants a job, then act like you want a job. But right now, with Colin Kaepernick doing something that's very important to him, he has to be stubborn. But Colin Kaepernick knows he has enough common sense to know that all he has to do is tell the LFL owner, "I'm gonna stand for, I'm gonna stand from now on." No, I'm, no, no, because he's already said that. What? That he's going to stand from now on. But then it's he more said to he's it got though. his point across it's more now. more to it now. So yeah. he said he's going to stand. Of he's going to stand from here on out. But I don't, like, if, if Colin Kaepernick goes in, he starts doing all this chucking and jiving and stuff to get he a loses. job. He loses. He loses. He's losing this, this, this base that he's Just as much as Jesse built. Williams is losing. Just saying. He's losing, bro. I don't feel like Jesse's losing. No, man. I'm saying he's losing as far as when, when he got up there and he said what he said at the BET Awards. And I laughed at it at the time because I felt like it was just words. Oh, yeah. We talked about yeah. it. We talked about it. All I'm saying is Jason Williams is losing because, I mean, well, not technically. He's technically not losing. But because he's in love and he's found real love. It's just not the color that people wanted it to be because you got up there. You 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 bigged up black women and black people. And people automatically assume that, well, you love black people so much. Then more than likely, you'll, you'll have a black woman by your side. And that just happens to not be the case. And I don't, I don't see what the issue with that is. I don't, I don't. And have then, an issue and then with people it. always, always kick that back. Well, don't you, don't you love your mother? Yeah, 
yes, me loving my mom being a black woman doesn't mean that I need to love my mom and my wife the same way. I'm being 100%, 100% real with you. I, I don't care if my mom was listening to this show right now. I would never want to marry a woman like my mom. I don't. I love my mom I, I to don't death, want a woman but like I would my never marry her. I would I pray to God that I don't marry a woman like my mom. <laughs> I'm just being honest <laughs> with you, man. I'm just being real, man. I can do it. I love my mom to death. Mm -hmm. But... That's irrelevant. Like, I wouldn't... And her skin color has nothing to do with it. I just... The way she is as a person, it took 30 plus years for me to be like, you know what? That's my mama. I love her. But I wouldn't want to go through that with a spouse. I would want it to be a little different. I'm just mm -hmm. saying. You know, so... I know people tend to, you know, gravitate towards people that remind them of their, their mothers or whatever. But, nah. I'll pass. I'll pass graciously. See, me and my mother, we have similar personalities. So, I know when she's lying to me because I lie the same way. Like, I know when she's hiding stuff from me because I hide stuff the same way. And I wouldn't want that in the spouse. I wouldn't want to, I mean, I want to know my spouse in and out, forwards and backwards. But at the same time, I don't want you to practice the same methods that I practice. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. Yeah, I, got, I, know, I know exactly what you mean. No, like, that's just something I, I don't want to do. But, with all that being said. Jesse, he he gave his marriage 13 years. It just started not to work, you know? And that happens. Marriage, that Black, happens a lot. white, 50% of marriages end in gay. divorce now. Yep. Like, it, it happens. I can't wait to see that percentage of the gay marriages that start failing. Because I, I know what's going to happen. I think it's going to be about the same. Yeah. I mean, this, this is just who we are at, yeah. this, at this. This is the divorce age that is we're option. in. Is, is a, divorce is an option. Like, now if you kick it back, you know, 50 years, 40, 50 years ago, people wouldn't get divorced. Like, I think it started the, in, in, in the, the movie Fences. You know, Denzel, he got had the whole baby on the side. She stuck by him. She hated his guts. But she was there, you know. You just didn't get divorced. Like, you know, I still ain't seen Fences. Wow. Damn. I still ain't seen the Tupac movie either. I have, I have no desire to see the Tupac yeah. movie. Wow. But no. I mean, just for all the shit that you give me for not seeing movies and you haven't seen Fences. I have no interest in seeing that movie for some reason. It was actually a very good movie. I'm going to take your word for it. I like this. He's one of my favorite actors. I just, for some reason, I just, I'm at the point of time in my life right now where I just kind of feel like I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm entertaining this right now because it's the hot topic, but it's really annoying me that race is what everybody wants to be, you know. That's what everybody wants to draw, be drawn to. Like that's that was my issue. Like, don't get me wrong, the Jay Z album was dope. But at the same time, I just would, if out of all artists, I would have hoped that he could have took a different route and just made music about, uh, you know, other things. But guess what? We live in a time where racism and talking about race and talking about being at the bottom and just bullshit like that. That's the hot topic. So as a businessman, you got to you got to be on the hot topic. And it just sucks that it happens to be that because in all honesty, where, where when is the unity ever going to come if we're divided by skin color, bro? And it really ain't even skin color no more. It's, if The more you look at it, you realize it's just a class warfare. Yeah, we're always going to be divided and it's always going to be something. It's, it's going to be skin color until enough um, interracial couples repopulate wrong, the yeah. area we and then wrong about it, but yeah yeah and then by that by that time you're gonna be divided by something else yeah like even in um I can't even remember what uh what I was watching but the guy was talking about I want to say he was like Irish or Scotland or some somewhere like this don't don't fact check me because I'm making this up mm -hmm. um he was like since they were all the same color they their division was based on how, hair color 
like there was blondes and the brunettes. Irish, yeah, the Irish, like, you know, like the redheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah gotcha, that's what gotcha. you're like. You just have to find something to be divided from. Yeah, you just yeah. just set yourself up. Human nature. I, I mean, I, honestly, animals do it too. It's just we don't know how they do it and why they do it. But if you look at it, they do it too. Um, but once again, like I said, man, I hate that racism is the hot topic and it's been the hot topic for the past five or six years now. I mean, since the Trayvon Martin shit went down, I've just been annoyed by it since that day. And uh, in all honesty, I just I feel like no matter what you say, people's minds are already made up. So what's the point of even talking about it? Like I said, I'm not sitting here and saying Michael Vick is, is right or wrong. I'm just saying that I expect an answer like that from Michael Vick. But at the end of the day, with Colin Kaepernick being a cat that, what's what school Colin Kaepernick went to? Was it like Washington or something? Or did he go somewhere in Nevada? I don't know. Because really, I, I know the dude, I, the dude's sharp. The dude's sharp. The dude's sharp. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, w- I would probably put him up there with David Banner. But at the end of the day, we all know who's getting more attention and why. David Banner doesn't get as much attention as Colin Kaepernick does. Yeah, Colin and, Kaepernick went to Nevada. Yeah, and, and at the same time, with David Banner having just as powerful as a message, unfortunately, within his own people, he stepped over because he's the darker skin. And it and it is what it is. So no matter what people say, they can they can they can chuck and jive and and, and front like they really give a fuck about the fact that Michael Vick had an opinion about a guy cleaning up his image because at this point, his image is like, we don't want to touch that. It's no different than Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel is a party animal, drunkard. But you know who else has that 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 um that image? Yeah. Tim Tebow. What Tebow team? has that don't want to be They don't want to touch him. They don't he's a Christian. Him. He's a clean cut Christian and nobody wants to touch him. And and all honesty, you know all Tim Tebow has to do in order to get a job? One, say he don't go he's not gonna quarterback, he's gonna be a fullback. And say I'm not gonna do all that kneeling, I'm not gonna bring all that churchy stuff into the locker room. That's all it is. And it's and it's kinda like the NFL owners don't want you to push forward any agenda no. but their own. It's Budweiser and football. Oh, oh, you better not smoke weed. But we gonna sell this beer. You gonna we gonna sell this beer. We gonna sell this beer. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. Alcohol is killing more people than weed out here in these streets. In these and, streets. And you can real. go fact check me on that one. Uh, we know it's the truth, and that's sad. and that's sad. So all in all, Michael Vick looked at it in a, a much more remedial way. When in actuality, he all he really could have just said, "Hey man, he needs to just prove to these owners that he ain't about that uh, that that black power shit, and he'll get a job." And that one of the easiest ways to do it, in all honesty, is to take the afro off his head because that's the strongest symbol that he's holding right now, and it's the truth. Yeah, you cut you cut your hair, you put on this suit. You still may not get a job, but you look less militant you, to the white. Somebody's man. gonna take a chance on you. Mid <laughs> mid season come around, the quarterback start getting injured. Somebody's gonna take a chance on you for, because you're you've changed. For our fans or fans, for our listeners that don't really know. This, the Colin Ka- Kaepernick situation. You have to understand something. Colin Kaepernick, there, yeah, there are ninety six quarterbacks, right? Sure, why not? Yeah, it's like ninety six quarterbacks. And, and in all honesty, Colin Kaepernick's not even a top twenty five. Let's just be one hundred. I'm not even a Colin Kaepernick fan. As, as far as far as skill wise, skill wise, no. he's not even all that. Numbers good. say differently. What you talking about? Fantasy or you talking about like no, real like his his real life. in the last two years? Because the last two years taint him a little bit. Even even with that, his 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 completion percentage is still in the mid fifties. 
still in the mid fifties. And your average quarterback is doing what? Because I know Philip Rivers is better than that. Your average quarter, quarterback's probably in their sixties, their mid sixties. Okay, mid so he's not 60s. too far off. He's not too far off. But I would, but I would say in the last Ryan, two years, he's better than Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Ryan Fitzpatrick has a job. Oh yeah, shit. Oh yeah, for for sure. He <laughs> he was better. He was better than the dude that was starting ahead of him, uh, Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert has the he is the worst quarterback of all time, probably. But um, that's neither here nor there. But my point is to say. Not only is he fighting for the, fighting for a job, um, but you have to realize he's fighting for a job with a low skill set too. You know, yeah. he's he's not he's not um, let's say he's not Roethlisberger fighting in this. You know, because Roethlisberger is a well known rapist, and no, but no matter what, Roethlisberger got Super Bowls under him, and Roethlisberger's a beast, but he's a rapist. Yeah, but he's yeah. a rapist. But guess what? That nigga win football games though. Colin Kaepernick can't say that you put in the a, last you, two years. You put a ring on, and, and the white people kind of like, you know, if if this if this was Cam Newton, it'd be a little different because at least you win in football games. Bro, the owner of the Panthers told Cam Newton not to get any tattoos. That's not, you, they, you know they racist out there. Come on, Carolina. I think he even called him boy. <laughs> I think he said, "Boy, do you have any tattoos?" And Cam Newton said, "No, sir." He said, "Let's keep it that way." Hey, I'm just saying. And when it boils down to, to these, pro these, sports are just the new slave trade. Exactly. These players know what they're getting into. Colin Kaepernick knew the choice that he made. And that's why they need to get paid, too. That's why I don't argue. I don't get mad at anybody for getting paid. Like They say, oh, he should have took less money to help the team out. For what? It's 53 players on the football team. Though. They putting you out to pasture as soon as you're not producing anymore. You gotta better you. get these checks. It's, it's, they, it's billionaire owners, but them 53 players, when you divvy up those those uh, contracts, I kind of understand where they're coming from. But to me, I think sports players get paid too much money, to be honest with you. No, I'm just being real with you. It's kind of ridiculous. Put it like this. I say you, you got to get your money any way you can. Cool. But Would you rather be underpaid or overrated? It's a good question. I'd I'd rather be overrated. <laughs> if, if I'm in that situation, you're definitely overrated. I, I I mean I could take it back to I could take it to James Harden. I mean I respect the fact that he's you know about to be 28, 29. He's he's almost a half a billion. But at the end of the day, when people actually sit back and look at it, they're gonna be like, "What this nigga deserve a half a billion for?" Just saying, bro. You know, when you really, really look at it, be like, why does he deserve to be worth half a billion? Like, he plays basketball. He has no actual. He does nothing to, to any for anybody's life. <laughs> you know, he, he may do his charities that he's forced to do because a lot of these people, a lot of these athletes and these celebrities, they be forced to do this shit for tax write offs. Oh yeah, shit. tax write offs. They don't definitely. do this shit genuinely. So let's just be real here. Nigga worth half a billion for what? Hey, people hit the lotto every day, B. True, and that's what he did. And I look at it just like that. Nigga hit the lotto. He looked up, you know, because to me, what's the difference between him and fucking Damian Lillard? Hey, neither one of them got Couple no championships. Hey, yeah, now neither one of them got no championships. Neither one of them got no MVPs. I mean, they just household names. That's why I laughed at people when they was criticizing Lonzo Ball, which proved everybody wrong. But anyway, um, he, he did, bro. Proved them wrong how? Most of the players that do good in summer league go to the league, and it, it does translate. They do pretty decent, bro. They, man, I, most of the summer league MVPs went to the, went to the uh, start of the regular season. They balled out. Damian Lillard, Russell Westbrook, they balled out, bro. But when you get to this pro league, the regular season the, competition is more. The the hate 
in the the. the I, I mean, I have no hate for him, but, like, the, but the disdain for his dad is why people dislike him. Nobody even gave that boy a chance, but simply because his dad, they didn't. But like that's dad. because you don't see too many supportive black fathers. That's it. That's all it is. Oh, and, and he I, is just overly. I mean, I wouldn't even say overly. He's proud of his son. Exactly. He's proud of his son, and he's a businessman. Straight up. That's all. It, nobody said shit when Archie Manning told Eli he wasn't going to San Diego. Straight up. Like, he's just a dad proud of his son. And he's boisterous about it. So, whatever. And all I'm saying is, right now, he's on the NBA level, no matter what. He's getting on the court in the summer league with other NBA players. And he shows, so far, that he could be successful. So far. I'm just saying. And everybody was just saying, oh, he's sorry. He ain't no NBA talent. Dude went number two. And a dude even made, and people are like, oh, now people are saying that the number 27 pick is making him look good. Come on, man. Like, why so much hate for a guy that you don't know? Bro, it's summer <laughs> league, and you got to be able, you got to have something to talk about. There's nothing else going and, on. And that's what – You got to get through the summer because baseball is, is, is only baseball. True, man. Aaron, Aaron Judge on steroids, bro. He got to be, though. I don't care what our listeners are thinking about right now. Aaron Judge on steroids. That's all I'm going to say, though. That dude, he can't – Dude, how old is he, 21? So to push this conversation forward, I read something online today where it was talking about male contraceptive, where guys take, like, it's like basically like an inhaler, and it stops the sperm from swimming. So basically it's birth control for men. That's it, not a condom. And it was, it happened to be, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it was a feminist um, review on it, and they said that, it's another way of men controlling their reproductive systems, as in because men are taking contraceptives now or can in the near future, we are now controlling their reproductive methods now. Like saying uh, we're choosing when women can and can't reproduce, like we're saying when you can and can't have an abortion. And I was just kind of turned off by it because women are... At this in this in this instance, I'm not gonna say all across the board. Women are taking power out of their own hands now. Like, you can take birth control to not have kids, but let a man take birth control to not have kids, and now it's an issue, according to this feminist post. And I, I might find I meant to send you the link earlier, but I kind of wanted to yeah, bombard shit, you with it. Because that shit uh, just definitely was a left hook. I wanted to bombard you. And with I definitely it. would rather talk about Eric Judge being on steroids. <laughs> but anyways, it's as simple as this, man. First of all, feminists aren't aren't really they're not human. But um, there, 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 there's, <laughs> no, but there's new like, age feminists and there's 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 mentally retarded people. Uh, I don't care if we have feminists that listen to the show that feel offended by that, but you have rational thinking women out there, and then you have your the women out there that are mentally ill and are really getting sucked into this culture of entitlement, and it's utterly ridiculous to 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 even comment on a if the first thing you say when somebody brings up an abortion is this is my body, blah 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 blah, then a man is gonna be a man should be able to say the same thing. This is my body, like don't tell me what to do with my body. And it, I think the whole, I hate to say this, but I think the whole going raw and not wearing condoms culture is getting a little bit out of hand. And I think that's probably a part of the problem because it's too many people that are just running around right now that are just a hundred too comfortable with sleeping with somebody unprotected that they don't even that they know, don't even know that they're not even in a relationship and, with. And as I get older, I understand mistakes happen, but too rationally thinking. Once again, two rational people that get together and meet for the first time. 
STDs, accidental pregnancies, stuff like that has to cross your mind. And I have no problem with uh, males doing that, although I think it's it would just be a lot easier I mean, if you just use the condom. I mean, you got that 99.9 and that 0.1% is there, but guess what? You ain't got to do nothing that's going to... That's going to probably cause cancer because everything causes cancer. But at the same time, I ain't never heard of no condom causing cancer. Just saying. So you taking this in, inhaler pump, it's, to me, is a bit extreme. And um, if you if you don't want kids that bad shit, you might as well get the surgery done. I'm just saying. You know, so uh, that definitely was a left hook. You know. I, I, um, I guess I deserve that because I still do believe Aaron Judge is on steroids. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> whatever, man. Whatever. It's good. That was a good one, though, because I don't really expect a lot from you. I don't expect a lot from myself, to be honest with you. I don't blame you, man. But hey. You're you like know. Spider-Man Homecoming. Every now and then, you have to come through in the clutch. Gotcha. I respect that. Did you see that post today? Uh, married, happily married, unhappily married. I thought that was funny. I thought it probably would start a conversation, but it didn't. People nah, just no. like the post. Nobody, nobody cares. Nobody cares. I, I feel like that's modern day for real. Yeah. I, I feel like... Um, I feel like marriage culture at, in this generation is fucking awful. I feel. I mean, I pray for a lot of people that get married, like for real. Like I, I like my heart goes out to them, you know, because I'm like, man, y'all are taking a, a huge risk in a generation where it's almost like marriage is almost almost impossible. Like we said earlier, dude tried 13 years and it just didn't work, and it's just like back then, like. 13 years wasn't shit. You just getting started. Mm-hmm. Shit. For, for us kids, technically, that's how they look at us. Like, us kids now, shit, we barely making it to six or seven years. You know, so. And I, I think I think a lot of it is, is not preparation. I think a lot of it is just kind of like, oh, shit, you cool, we cool. We, we got a kid, this. fuck it. Uh, we've let's been, let's, yeah, let's yeah. do it. Because we, yeah. we can always get divorced if it don't work. Like, that's in our brains is that divorce is an option. Back then, like we said, divorce wasn't an option. Like, we either work through these problems or we ignore these problems. Straight up. <laughs> I think I think bridezillas are becoming more common now, too. Like, I'm, I'm, starting, to, I'm starting to feel like um, the obsession with having the wedding is, is becoming you know, more the norm when like five or six years ago, bridezillas were a little bit more, a little rare and they were like, they were special. They had their own little TV show. But now I'm pretty sure about 75% of the marriages probably have a bridezilla involved now. That, that, that That's my fear is the wedding being the peak of the relationship. Like this was all that we were going for. And then we get to this wedding and then everything's just kind of like, yeah, okay, well, What's you know, worse than that? We've, we've made this, this grand public gesture and had this big, huge wedding for everybody to see. And, now it's just me and you and bro what's worse than that like to know that you've been dealing with this person two three years and you know you had good times in the beginning and start going down and then you use a marriage you use a wedding just to have a good moment again and then you just get back to reality shit just sucks again it's a fear that's fucked up (sighs) did you care at all about OJ's parole hearing today no like, I don't even know why it was on the news. It's like, it's OJ. He's got away with murder. Now he's getting out for stealing some, some shit. Like, nobody cares anymore. Nobody cares. Like, if OJ would have died died in prison, I don't even think you should interrupt um, me watching pro wrestling or whatever I'm watching. I could be watching a, a rerun of Frazier. And you, do, you better not, not interrupt, interrupt my fucking to let Frazier me know about OJ. With OJ Hoas. Like, Straight up. Like, I don't even think... The only people that were excited about OJ getting out were the meme creators. That was it. Those were the only people excited. 
Today, 2017, meme creators are the, how do I say it? They are the, like, puppeteers of culture now. Like, meme creators, pretty much, they're the ones pushing the culture forward. And I say that because I was sitting there in New Orleans and I was like, one of the dudes we were with, he like he would like say something, do something. He like, man, you gotta do it for the culture, do it for the culture. And I, and I, I knew I noticed that he was a, a young retard. And I was just <laughs> like, when you say culture, what the fuck are you even talking about? What you mean the culture? Cause I mean, do, do you even know what the culture means? And he's like, oh man, you know, you know, do it for the, you know, this is what we know for blah blah blah. I was like, well, you kind of sound like to me, you sound like a conformist to me. You sound like you sound like you pretty much just are just whatever's hot. I need to do it because it's for the culture. Like, and I swear, like is that my motivation? Do it for the culture. Do it for the gram. Really? That's <laughs> that's the culture now. Social media is the culture. That's what I wanted him to say. I wanted him to say you you mean social media? You mean you want to do it for people that you want you want to pretend that you're a celebrity and you want people from the outside world to see you doing it. And you're you're saying you're doing it for the culture, but you're just doing it for attention. Yeah, you're doing it. That's all it is. You're doing it for the gram. Your, your for culture the snap, is, is the attention. That's it. That's the culture now. And and the conversation got deeper because I wasn't drinking. And when I'm not drinking, it's just fucked up. But if you're drinking and I'm not drinking, and I'm on my shit, I'm gonna fuck with you like mentally. And I had a good time fucking with this kid. So I basically was just looking at him like, I mean, when you really think about the culture now, and like you said, most of it is for attention. I kind of look at, you know, people that, the social justice warriors, people that pretend to be mad online about shit, people that are pretend gay, females that be pretend lesbians and bisexual and shit, like, all that shit just comes down to attention, I just, I don't know what's real anymore. Like, we talk about OJ, and we talk about Kevin Hart, we talk about Usher, we talk about R. Kelly, and I just sit there and I'm just like, oh, this shit's for the culture, it's just for attention. A meme, a meme creator probably, probably created this. A main creator probably was bored and said, "You know what? I'm gonna make up some shit about R. Kelly being, you know, having a cult. I'm gonna make up some shit about uh, Usher, Usher, you know, affecting a person." But then you start seeing like little shit that make you say, "Oh, it might be true," but at the same time, it's like they could be being paid for the, paid for the shit by a main creator that got successful off making memes. <laughs> hey, everything they said that R. Kelly did, he did that shit. There's no doubt in my mind he did that shit. And I, I, I go back to. R. Kelly was the Pied Piper. Like, granted, it, it all sounded good and shit when he was saying it, but then you do some research and you find out a Pied Piper used to lure children out of town uh-huh. for them to never return. Uh-huh. Then it's like, he's been telling you, he's been putting this shit in your face for years now. Uh-huh. I've, I've seen some R. Kelly concerts and uh, shit gets pretty erotic. That was my thought, too, because it's like, you know, R. Kelly had these 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 women captured and you know parents were calling the police i'm like how old are these women because r kelly is old yeah 50 yeah so how old are these women that still know about r kelly man i'm gonna tell you like this man anybody that knows and listens to r kelly should be of age i'm gonna put people up on game right now all right because that's what we do okay it's free game free all game right. i'm not gonna get no names correct i'm gonna need your help on this but uh we have a college and um, basketball players go to this college, and um, I want to say it was a uh, damn. What was the college where um, what was it, Kansas? Well, long story short, to recruit these black kids that was coming to college, the coaches 
would get girls together that were coming to the college and pretty much whore them off. And they had their parents' permission to do it. I mean, this is a real story. I just don't want to use no names because I didn't want to get it wrong. But it was somebody pretty much just as big as um, like Coach K or somebody. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when you see these black kids going to college, it's like um, fucking uh, BYU or no, not not BYU. BYU is a horrible one. But Kentucky, where your average black kid wouldn't want to go. Nah, he wouldn't want to go to the say, city of Kentucky. I wouldn't say Kentucky. No, I'm just saying. If you not, not a ball player. What you mean? A ball player is going to Kentucky. No, 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 no. Why did they start? Because you could go to the pros. How did that start? Why Kentucky? Why not Texas? Why not Baylor? Why? You have to think about something. Where did this culture start? The culture started with winning, right? Yeah. So how did they get the best talent to come to Kentucky? Got to start thinking outside the box, bro. I'm just saying, <laughs> everybody that goes to Kentucky are one and done players now. Now. But 30 years ago, why would a black kid want to go to Kentucky? Why wouldn't a black kid want to go to play in the, play play for Morehouse? Why why is why aren't the biggest black schools the ones that are getting the best black talent? You talk about you talk about going to the NBA, but if you're good, you're gonna go. Shit, Dwayne Wade went to Marquette. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> I'm just saying. So how do you lower the best the top talent black kids? You get white girls. <laughs> white just girls, saying. not just girls in general. No, white a lot girls. of times it's just white girls, or it's it's, it's nice looking black girls, or whatever, and their parents are horn, horn them off. Uh, uh, one of the mothers wrote a book about it. She was like, "I'm in there, and basically he wanted me to get a group of girls together and basically have an orgy with some of the basketball players." And he was told him, "Hey, I promise you this all the time. All you need to do is come here, come sign here." So like, and he got game. When when Ray Allen went to oh now you're thinking now I'm now thinking, you're thinking now. <laughs> okay because I actually found out the school that you were talking about because you what didn't want to use it no, it's Louisville. Louisville Louisville so yeah, it was Louisville. what's that coach name Patino Patino I, I wanted to say Paterno but I didn't want to say that's why <laughs> yeah Patino. but yeah Patino really did that shit yeah did that why the fuck would somebody want to go to Louisville just saying bro like if you <laughs> if you are if you're the fifth my my son right now if you ask him what school he wanted to go to he say oh, I go to LSU oh that's what's up. I promise my son to tell you that because he knows where LSU is. Mm-hmm. He feels like it's it's comfortable for black people there, and it, it's why, close to home. It's co- exactly. Why the fuck would I want to go to Nebraska? Why would I want to go to Notre Dame? It's just saying, man. Like some like North Carolina, I understood it back then. I understood North Carolina back then. I understood UCLA, but Kentucky. I'm just saying, you got to think about Louisville, Ohio, like. Those places got black people, but it ain't nothing like the places where you know it had black people. So I come back to the fact that how come our best black talent, they aren't going to black schools? Why why aren't our HBCUs the biggest and the best? I think that has to do with notoriety, too. Notoriety started from where? Luring them. They lured them. So I bring up luring to say... I mean, you go you go to the bigger schools. The white people have the bigger schools. You're gonna be on a bigger stage. Who was that uh, football player, like the best running back that ended up dying? He, he didn't even. Get, he only played like one year. He played for the Browns. <sighs> Missed me I on forgot, that one. I forgot that nigga name. But yeah, he ended up dying. Like he had a brain cancer. He had brain cancer. He ended up dying. So he only played like one year. He 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 uh he actually followed behind Jim Brown, I think. But uh, my point is, um, even the college that Jim Brown went to, you gotta ask yourself. They went there knowing, like, they went there and when they visited, people were just staring at them like they was, like, trash, like they was meat. And it was just like, man, like, who let these monkeys on, you know, like, who let these monkeys on our campus? And it's just like, bro, like, 
you know, I really don't want to come here, but the coaches, the coaches tell me I'm finna get this ass. Like, I'm finna get this ass. I'm finna get a full ride. And basically, I'm I'm gonna be a god out here. I mean, and and even that still is the culture in some like locals in Texas that when you go to college, you know, it's like I'm gonna go to Texas State and San Marcos because that's a party school. Like people know the party schools, and if that's the mentality that you want to have, I want to go to this party school. Boom! If I if I'm a top athlete and I want to stay at home, I'm gonna go to A and M or I'm gonna go to UT. Would you classify young hot young hot women as a resource? I would say that yes. And the and bigger they, schools have the the more younger they have the resources. And it happens to be these young hot women. That's why they go there, man. It ain't nothing else. It ain't nothing else. Now it's starting to become, oh, it's the bigger schools. They're the one and dones. But come on. If you're really that good, you could take the Brandon Jennings route. You could take the Emmanuel Moutier route. You ain't got to. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, but throw Emmanuel Moutier out there. But, but, uh. That was smooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was bad <laughs> you don't need to. You don't need a big college. You can go to UT. UT is big, but you can go to UT, though. Yeah. But. You choose to go to these weird little, sm- technically small colleges. They got these, they, really the sports programs. A bunch of these, a lot of these big programs that we know about, they were built on the back, the backs of black kids, bro. Oh, of course. You know, and the Lord of Men with, girl, built, with girls, man. built built on the backs of black kids, where a small percentage actually makes it to the pros, and then the other ones they didn't go to class. And most of the time, when you're good at sports, I don't know why this this happens to be the majority of the time when you're good at sports, you're really not good at book learning. Yeah, it so sucks. you're there. I mean, it, it is That's like fucked up. like you have those. I'm not gonna call them anomalies, but you have the ones that actually stay in college and finish. But I hate to call names, but um. Jamal Charles, like Jamal Charles can barely read. Damn, I heard about that shit. I heard Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, they cheated for him. But he can hit the a gap like nobody's business, you know. And then so when his when his NFL career is over, he has nothing to fall back on. Not even not even that campus. Probably they probably won't fuck with him. They're not going. They 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 might give him a coach. They treat Vince. They might give him a coach job or something like that. But you know, I think he's dyslexic too, so he has learning disability. So he's not going to be able to. You know, you're not gonna be able to put him on TV to get the broadcaster gig like most most. Not, yeah, I'm gonna say most, but your top athletes that end up you know just fall into a broadcast gig and just keep riding it. So, uh, for a lot of these athletes, you know, they're dumb and I don't want to call them. Dumb. Does Shannon Sharp work for Fox? Fox? Yeah, Shannon Sharp works. For His Fox. opinion is in, is not valid at all. I just thought about that. I was thinking about that the other day when I heard him talking and he was like talking shit about Michael Vick. And I'm like, bro, Fox cut you a check, Fox. You out of line. You have nothing to say. I just thought about that. He's he has a check. He, That's what it is. He has what? He has a check. That's cool, but I mean, shit. He 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 took the Michael Vick route. No, he made the Michael Vick route. No, I'm just saying he took the Michael Vick route. He basically he's he's criticizing Michael Vick for his advice, but. That's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's a clean cut black black guy on TV taking a check from Fox. Come on, dude. But come on, dude. What's Shannon Sharp from Georgia? Like I think that's where he's always been. He's always been that guy. That's cool. I mean, that's, that's, cool. that's cool if that's who you are. Yeah. But let's just be, let, when you make, if a person, how, how often in a day is a person 100? I'm just saying, sometimes I'll be 96 sometimes, bro. I'll be 95 sometimes. I can't, I can't <laughs> do 100 all the time, bro. So people out here acting like they 100 all the time. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous, man. That's why That's why Dave Chappelle made this skit when keeping it real goes wrong. Keeping it real all the time ain't finna get you nowhere. Just be oh, it's going to get you somewhere. It's not where you're trying to go. <laughs> it's going to get you in that Colin Kaepernick situation. 
That's what happens when you keep it real all the time. Cool. If that's if, if, that, if that's cool, man. I respect that. I'm just saying. For me, depends on the situation I'm in. I can't afford to do that shit. I didn't. I didn't get a sixteen million dollar check cut from me, and now I can just travel the world and pretty much possibly get a Nobel Peace Prize. Cause I think he'll end up getting one. He'll if he doesn't get one, it'll, he'll be in the talks of getting one. And, and he still won't have a job as a quarterback. But man. but under, but other than that, bro, everything other everything outside of football now, he like I said, he's a household name and it has nothing to do with football now, technically. Technically. But um, yeah, man. I, and let's get back to the point. I brought up Lauren to say I think a lot of those females, if they are in that compound, they they either went there willingly, they either were sold. Or, you know, it's I, fucked up, bro. But that's, honestly, though, I don't think I kidnapped. What I'm hearing is, our kid was just in there pimping. Is what it and it's easy. To. He it's was just easy. in there pimping. They Who's came. The, blame? They, the woman or the blame? <laughs> you can't. They we, came on. We don't give a fuck. They came we on. We couldn't the, say this in public. They came on the premise that, you know, he's going to turn them into stars. He gave them a little taste of fame. A little appearance of that he, you know, set it up for him to play a little club, and now you owe him. So now you're you're in debt to him. He gave you you you're waiting for your big chance. You think Arkell's gonna give you your big chance, and now you're just following him around like a lost puppy. Yep. You don't talk to this person. You don't talk to him. You do talk to this person. You do talk to this. Person. It's pimping. At his finest. That's all. He is from Chicago. It's, it's not a cult. He's just out here pimping. He is from Chicago. Plain and simple. Chicago. I don't even know the Usher story. Like I I don't. Yeah, I don't care about this shit. You see, you, hear, you you know the Kevin Hart story? I just seen him in the backseat with some white girl. I don't even think she was white, but it doesn't even matter. Like that's what was pointed out when they somebody said it to me. It like, didn't oh. even look like he was in the back. She he was in the backseat. It looked like he was in the front. She was in the back, and he was turned around talking to her or something like that. Like it's like he got caught cheating. I was like, it looked like it was just a conversation. I don't know. I, like I didn't I didn't see no head bobbing. Uh, gossip in like rumors. That. You I'm, see that shit? Like, I looked at the video. You. I looked at the video. I was like, it looks like he was just having a, a conversation. But that's a male's point of view. You know, their female sees that that nigga cheating. He can't talk to nobody. That nigga cheating. I just it just looked like a conversation. It didn't look like they were trying to hide anything either. She got out, walked around. It wasn't like she was in a hurry. Oh, see, I ain't see all that. I saw pictures. Down. I just know he, if if that's the case, he's gonna take the biggest L in the history of black successful people because he's gonna lose a lot. Because I know that especially no, no after, prenup was signed after 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 reading his book and listening to how his first marriage went and how they just weren't meant for each other and they just were forcing stuff and how this new relationship is very that nigga different. Wrote a book? Yeah, wrote, I, wrote I, a book. I read, I read it. Wow. What are you doing with your life? Not reading Kevin Hart books. Sorry. I, I read it because I knew it would be funny and it was funny. <laughs> so, I read it. So, you're going to take the Kevin Hart route? Yeah, I'll take the Kevin Hart route. Okay. But, anyways, even with that, like, it's it's kind of makes zero sense that you built this person up and then you get caught quote unquote cheating quote unquote I just I all mean all that shit is a PR move though it's for the culture <laughs> just saying bro they could be the most they could be the most unhappy couple on the does planet does he even need PR right now Every, you, you're a celebrity you gotta stay in he, he, has, he stays in the public eye like that's what he does and he gets a mad vagina thrown at him every single day of his life at this moment <laughs> this is something that always bothers me too. Well, it doesn't bother me, but it just makes no sense to me. Like how women will say, "Oh, Ti so fine, Ti this, Ti that." You know, it's like Ti is five foot six on a good day. If Ti was broken, couldn't rap, 
Are you still throwing vagina at T.I.? No, of course not. If Kevin Hart wasn't funny, he's 5'4". Are you still throwing vagina at Kevin Hart? No. No. If Mariah Carey was in the trailer park, am I still obsessing over Mariah Carey? I don't know. The jury's still out. I don't know. The jury's still out. I wanted to say no, but I, 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 I wouldn't be keeping it one hundred. I don't know, man. That might, that might make it easier for me to get a chance. <laughs> <laughs> if you stumble across her, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, anything yeah. can happen. You know, but, look, look, bro, I know you know. Yeah, but uh, definitely, Ti and Kevin Hart ain't getting no love because no. women don't like short dudes. Not, not at all. But let Kodak Black say he don't like a dark-skinned woman. And they coming for his scalp. And I tell like the women that even brought it up to me, I looked at them like, "Do you like Kodak Black?" Yeah, that's what my thought was. Like, like do you find him attractive? That nigga ugly. So this is less one ugly nigga that you gotta worry about coming at you. Like, so it's like good. I don't like him either. It's like bad. So y'all mutually don't like each yeah, other. The only people they gotta worry about it was the light skinned women. They like, God damn, nigga, like me, uh, like no, that nigga ugly. I hate to say it, dog. So you, you in luck. Be happy. Yeah. Thank God. You dodged the bullet. I mean, you don't, you ain't finna get that money. Damn. But guess what? That's one. Right. Kodak Black is a young guy. He probably he probably got fucked on the deal. No, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Got, yeah. Got Them advances that Jay Z was talking about. Yeah, he probably took a couple of those. He's probably in debt. He's probably more in debt than most kids that went to college four year and didn't have a full ride. Like he's in that type of debt. Probably. And he probably had the top ten song in the country. Yeah. But guess what? That nigga ugly and he don't like brown skinned women. So. He ain't my problem. Cause I like brown skin women. No like women for you. Women. <laughs> so it is what it is. Put um, you and Kodak in a room with a bunch of women. It's like, bet. I'm coming out of here you with can, something. You can take these two light skinned women. <laughs> it is all good. But uh, one, uh, racism. We're still in racism. Oh, uh, we wait, never we talked back. about. And we um, back. We never talked about the Conor McGregor and uh, Mayweather thing. And I, it, I once again, I just kind of feel like. It's already a circus, but hey, it's 2017, and the culture is racism. <laughs> Let's talk about racism. Bro, it, the, the, what's crazy about it is that racism is trumping nationalism. <sighs> Conor McGregor is, what, Irish? He's very Irish. Conor McGregor Irish is Irish, but you have all white America on his back. Like, oh yeah, McGregor's going to knock Floyd out. First and foremost, let's go ahead and, and, and kill this real quick. If he knocks him, if he knocks Mayweather out, it's gonna be by luck, and I don't even think somebody gets that lucky. He but, Irish, but the luck of the Irish. It's like the New England Patriots saying we're gonna play the Golden State Warriors in a game of basketball. It really is. You're I'm, wait, it's not even the New England Patriots. It's the Atlanta Falcons saying they're gonna play the Golden State because Conor McGregor isn't the best. He, in his he sport. Is, he's not. So he he's, that, that, that is true. He's not the best at his sport. So it's, it's he not may even have like the, the belt, but he is not the best because he's there's still people that he hasn't fought in his sport yet. Yeah. And I think he's really circumventing that by doing this. It's a circus, bro. And and they, and they say Mayweather did that a lot. And it's like, okay, you know, sometimes you dodge people in your prime. He ain't a dummy. It's I'm business. not gonna take an L. It's business. <laughs> I'm not gonna take an L. So I'm assuming Mayweather's gonna win the fight. I could be wrong. I'm thinking about laying down a hundred dollar bet on McGregor just because if I win, it pays me thirty three hundred. It's hmm, a good bet, and I could take that L for a hundred. It make thirty three hundred. He might he might sneak up and then. So you win nothing with Mayweather, basically. You got to you got a big big, and you're probably you still probably walk away with like fifty dollars. Yeah, that's sad. That's I mean, like betting on the Golden State Warriors, basically. So no, everybody, knows, everybody knows the outcome. Yeah, it's pointless. But even but back to the to the racism of it, it's like 
I will scroll down Facebook and I'll see, you know, blacks, you know, oh, McGregor, I mean, McGregor gonna get knocked out, he gonna get bit to sleep, and that's, that's typical black for me, you know, we, we gonna back, back the black regardless. Now, no, 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 we know that's not right, that ain't, no, that ain't true. You don't think so? We contradicting ourselves if we say that. Sometimes you just Crabbing call, a bucket. Sometimes you just call a spade a spade. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, we know that it's not natural for black people to do that. But in this divisive age, that the stage that we stay in, yeah, in this circumstance, they will. But if, well, if, I, I think I think if the roles were reversed and it was somebody from America fighting some black guy from wherever, we would be backing a black guy. I mean, understandably, I mean, when it's in sports, um, yeah. I mean, but but then again, it's it's even hard for me to say that because I mean, the Atlanta Falcons was a was a, was a more black team than Patriots were. I know more black people that was going for the Patriots. If you want to talk about it like that, I mean, the Falcons they they most dominant players were black. Yeah. How many black players on the Patriots? Enough. That were relevant. One. Just saying. So I'm just saying. So black people back winners. They'll do that for the most part. They'll black winners. They'll black winners. But I do know a lot of black people that don't like Mayweather at all because they say he he dodges. He's he's a he's a defender and he, he's he's not a slugger. And I'm like, the purpose of boxing is to not get hit. Like I told you when I sent you that video clip yeah. today, you dodge. You ain't you ain't supposed to <laughs> eat punches and give them back. You're supposed to not get hit and hit as often as you can. I know giraffes. They they say giraffes use their necks to fight. So maybe those people that are getting into these fights. Probably copy the draft style of fighting. I don't know, but my neck is not going to be used as a as a, an instrument to block somebody's. Look, if I ever come across a fight and I'm in it or I'm spectating it, and this guy's just punching this other guy in the face, and the guy's just eating these punches and not throwing, I'm back, gonna have to stop the fight. I'm gonna have to stop the fight straight up. Because first of all, if the guy's just eating these punches and he's still talking trash, you about to get. Killed. I saw that in New Orleans this week. You're about to get killed. This old uh, Mexican dude was fighting this little white guy. And like it started off like okay this is an even fight but then it's like the the old Mexican guy just his blocking skills were just started to deteriorate. <laughs> they never even started. I was like, bro, you can't use your face to block the punch. You cannot do that. That is not fighting. You have to put your dukes up. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. People too much Mike Tyson punch out. Hey, but at the end of the day, it's it's black and it's white and right now that's what they want. Yeah, that's what they want. Like it's crazy. Like I'm surprised. We don't it's have it's a lot crazy. Of it's crazy. It breaks down to be black and white, and then the black people get blamed for making it a racial thing. <laughs> like it's like they'll say they'll tell, oh, I want Conor McGregor to shut loudmouth Floyd up. McGregor talk about as much trash as Floyd, and he's actually a better trash talker. He really is. He's actually a really yeah, good. He has more swag too. He should probably be in professional wrestling because yeah. his trash talking skills are immaculate. Yeah, he's he's Mayweather corny. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, Mayweather's annoying, but um, fifth forty nine. I know he could back it up, but once again, I know way more black people that don't like that don't like um Mayweather. Like it's it's like a, a jealousy that they will never talk about. But it's like oh, I don't like Mayweather. Oh, like, he's too braggadocious. I'm almost 100 percent sure if you if you had two three hundred million you'd probably be the same way. Just oh, saying, you know. Oh yeah, I you know I do some stunt shit. What would, what would, I think we've covered this before, but what would be your most stuntastic moment if you had two hundred plus million dollars? Oh, you never asked me that question before. Boom, boom, I'm putting you on the spot. Well, that's that's a hard one. I don't know. How, how hard would you stunt with two hundred million dollars? I mean, you couldn't come on my island. Damn, I couldn't come. No. <laughs> Not even do the show? Nope. Just Skype me in. Damn. I don't fuck with you regular people. 
have you, it look like? Have you seen the meme with the with the um was it like the goose over the plate or whatever? And he's looking out the window at the other geese and talking about fucking broke boys. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you regular ass niggas. Fuck you regular niggas. I come to visit the states every now and then. That's it. Nah, but seriously, I mean, I don't know, man. I, my my theory is. People like me and you, and people like me that that aren't rich right now. Cause I was talking to somebody about the other day, you know, about being rich, and like they'd be like, "Oh, well, if I was rich, you know, I'd be low key. I wouldn't be on the scene like that, and blah blah." Cause I wouldn't really want all that fame and blah blah. And I'm like, "Yeah, it's probably right not rich, cause it almost seems like about eighty percent of the people that are rich are are assholes. Yeah, and it's almost just like they were that was their destiny. They were meant to be rich assholes and. Most of the people that, that's the ones you know. There are a lot of rich people out there that are pretty incognito, but for the most part, the rich black people you know, they stunting on you. And it just seems like that's, it was meant to be like that. The, the, the honest, humble, genuine people probably will never see that. They'll probably see a comfortable life, but they'll never see filthy rich because for some reason, the powers that be, they want the assholes to be filthy rich. And I'm talking about the real assholes. The ones that will shut down the restaurant and don't want to eat with you in there. They no, we don't want no. We want private. And I'm just saying it's it just seems hey, like hey. that, you know. And uh, I don't I don't strive for that. But hey, man, to each his own. Have a good time, you know. I would I would never do the island thing, but I think it would be funny if I was forced to do something stunt task. I would be like Dave Chappelle was now. Like I'm gonna just I'm gonna just I'm gonna eat this dinosaur egg. Just because I can. Just because I can. Just fuck it. Like, you so know. There's only two in the world. I bought both of them. Because I think most of us would be like, um, old buddy from uh, Wolf of Wall Street. We'd be out of there if we were rich. Oh, yeah. I, I could see myself slumped over in a fucking Lamborghini Gallardo not being able to get into my driveway. Nah, I, I don't know. I, I think the drugs were a little much. Were a little much. You say that right now. I say that right. You now. say that right now. I'm telling you. I hope I say that forever. And catch yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. But uh, realistically, you don't never know, man. We haven't been to a million dollar coke party yet. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for this podcast to take off. <laughs> next thing you know, you with next to Charlie Sheen. You like what the fuck, bro? No, I don't. I'm not trying to be Charlie Sheen. Is. But hey. Look, if I show up at if I go to a party and it's Usher and it's Charlie Sheen, I'm getting the fuck out of that. Or OJ. I can't fuck with OJ, bro. I can't either. Can't fuck with OJ. No, OJ did something too much wrong with that nigga, man. OJ, something always been wrong. OJ with that nigga. did too much shit and got away with too much shit. I can't he do it. They getting away with it, but charismatic motherfuckers, man, they are the devil. Dang. Gotta watch them. Well, he's not black though, so he's OJ. He's OJ. You got words of advice? We got words of advice already. Actually, I mean, I mean, we can keep going. What I mean, you got? No, I, give it to I had me. a no, scenario no, no, that no, I wanted to, to hit you with. Hit me. Hit me. What's up? What's up? Regarding relationships. Okay. And I think it has something to do with space. Okay. And I thought I'd send it to you, but um, basically, you know, in a relationship, I guess it's a lot of, you know, variables that can change in this, but let's just say you've been in a relationship with somebody about a year, um, and then the the question of space starts to come about, and then I guess to not read the shit verbatim, I'm just guessing, like, what, what would you classify as necessary space, too much space, uh, do you believe space is even needed in a relationship? You okay. know, there's a lot, there's basically, what's your perspective on space in a relationship? There's a lot of variables there, um, like if we live together, or we don't live together, in, in different situations like that. So, um, well, let's say if you live together. Yeah, yeah. Let's just, let's just take it from the point that that we live together. If we live together, I still feel that space is something that's needed. Okay. Like, 
because you you have the like if I come home from work and I'm stressed and I'm you know I had a rough day, I may not be the most pleasant to be around at that time. You know I might need a, a little while to cool down and uh, you know relax a little How bit. How long y'all so. been living together? You said a year. But yeah, okay. That's why I, well, that's well, you said we've been in a relationship a year. Let's say. Okay, I just I forgot what I said. I be tripping sometimes. Yeah, so um, the coke party. So, anyways, yeah, let's. Yeah. I mean, let's let's say that you know I come home from the day I had a stressful day. You know, I might need a little space to relax. I might need to, to calm down and like take the stress of the day off. Or maybe we just been around each other too much and we're starting to annoy each other because that can happen too. Like that's how I don't understand how couples work together. Like you have to be on a different type of whatever it is. To work with your spouse and then go home with your spouse and then go to work with your spouse and all this other stuff. So, I can see how like two lawyers work together. I can see how truck drivers do it. I can see how I can see how people that are technically like in a business together do it. I can understand that because at that point it's not even a marriage anymore. It's a business for for real. And like y'all making this money, so fuck it. Everything else is irrelevant. Yeah. But if I'm just like we just working at a call center together, no, nah. <laughs> no. Nah. But I think space is necessary. Space is necessary. Not saying that, you know, I need to go to my mama house every weekend and get away from you or anything like that. But, you know, a few hours here and a few hours there, I don't think that hurts anybody. Yeah, my theory is if somebody's, like, taking off and, and like, pretty much doing some outrageous shit to get space, then they're going and they're going somewhere, they're probably cheating on you. Or they, there is something out there that is better than you. That where they would rather be, and that kind of sucks when you're in a relationship with somebody because you would hope that you are their escape. You would hope that when the, even on those days you would hope that they don't want to be away from you that long, even if they did have a stressful day. Because for me, obviously, I'm gonna go to the gym as a stress reliever, and that's my place. But at the same time, the gym shouldn't be where I would want to be over the girl I'm with. And if it is, then we got a problem. Just being real, even even if I do get into a relationship. I still would think that, you know, I'm, I'm going to the gym, but hopefully it doesn't cut into my time with this person. That's how it should be. But I know a lot of people that would rather go to work, would rather go to the gym, would rather go to a bar. You have a problem. Uh, Ra- I, rather than see, be with their, with, their, with their significant other, then to me, that's somewhat of an issue. I mean, sometimes the gym's your stress relief. Now, if, if you'd rather go to the bar, now I'm thinking you have a problem. I'm saying, but in... in, in it's a stress reliever, cool. I'm going early in the morning, fine. Like I'm saying, but it's not cutting into our time. And even if you're if you're doing it to get away from that person, if you're doing I think that's what it is. Consecutive times to get away from that person, then okay, then uh, it's probably a bit of a red flag that you should probably want. To, you might want to check it. I mean, it's, I mean, if, it, if it's, it's your, too much, if it's your standard, like I always go to the gym when of I get course, off work, of or whatever, or you know, you might be extra stressed and be like, you know what, I'm I'm gonna go hoop and try to, you know, not not saying that you're getting away from that person, but like. Maybe that's an activity that you do to release the stress mm-hmm. so you don't go off on this person and you yell at them or you mistreat them because you're stressed. But yeah, I, I believe that. I think more than more often than not, that person should be your stress relief. But sometimes you might get to the point where they can't do it. And then you're asking them. I would them hope that's far down the line. I mean, it could be far down the line or it could be just the level of, of pressure that you're under. Mm-hmm. And it might be something that they don't understand, so therefore that they really can't help you aside from be there. And maybe just being there isn't what you need at that time. Maybe you just need to be alone. Because most men, we keep stuff bottled up and we try to handle it internally by ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so being alone gives us time to process those things. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I guess with women, they kind of feel like the vagina is the healer. 
Nothing like that little cocoon. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, once again, you're in a situation where you got a, a female kind of feeling useless. So if you if you're not if you're not kind of turning to her as their stress relief, I can kind of see where the issue comes about. Then not just the vagina, but their presence. Of course. Just saying, it's it's a it's a touchy subject. But like I said, I mean, yeah, space is needed. But honestly, you need to look at the red flags because. If it gets to the point where it's just too much and they're not they're not trying to be around you, if, if you're if you're having more space than togetherness, it's an issue. And y'all live together. Ooh, that's why I say people that get the man caves, man. A lot of women don't realize that the man caves is 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 a that's a, that's a red flag at times because that man cave is like, yeah, I'm trying to get the fuck away from y'all. But when it's like, no, you can't come into my man cave. It's like that's how old are you? Six, crazy. probably five and a half. Like no, no. Like I mean, some guys I know. My coworkers, they'll have, you know, their dens where they have their video games and stuff. It's, n- it's never been like, oh, you're forbidden to come in here. Five and a half. I'm telling you, that's some childish ass shit, bro. I'm going to have to talk to somebody who says that their wife or kids can't come into their man cave. I Third. mean, what are they doing in there? That you can't come in. I, mean, I understand masturbation. So but you, you got a whole freaking woman in there. A whole woman. Why you masturbating? <laughs> Not just a half. <laughs> Not a half of them. You got a whole woman in there, and you choose to masturbate. That's just I don't know. The world may never know. <sighs> now, do you have words of advice? Hey, um, no. But you know what I'm gonna do? I put something on Snapchat today, and I'm gonna say that you put something on Snap. Yeah, I put something on Snap. For you know, cult- you know my little daily quotes for the culture. It says. With the new day comes new strength and new thoughts. Eleanor Roosevelt. I have no elaboration on that because I just pulled that up right now. Wow. Um, I guess I'll just follow that up with a... Let me see if I can find something here. This is horrible. Fuck it. I'm just going to freestyle something. Okay. Uh, yeah. Life is good. No, but seriously, though, um, I, feel, I, I really feel like... Um, as 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 adults, we are getting to the point where you got to ask yourself if you really, because we had a conversation the other day about about cheating, and um and I, I used I used a, a a phrase that I wouldn't usually use, but when I use it when I think about it, it's like you know we aren't perfect, and if you really just sit down and think about it, if you really went through your life cutting off everybody that ever cheated on you, stole from you, was disrespectful to you, um, just made you feel bad in any way. I mean, how many people would you really have around you right now? Not a lot. You know, and, and as I sit back and think about that type of shit, I just realize, you know, hey, you know, people going to fuck up. And we got to accept that. You got to accept those things. You yourself have to have certain boundaries you got to put on. Like, I always criticize people that, you know, somebody that cheated on you, you know, you might want to leave. But at the end of the day, that's your own battle. If you can be with somebody that cheated on you and you can still be with them and you can have you have solid reason to continue your relationship with them, so be it. I have nothing against that personally. All I'm saying is just make sure it's a choice that you can live with. And basically my words of advice is that I mean, you know, understand that a lot of people in your life are gonna need multiple chances and it's up to you to level up or be respectful enough to your own damn self and say enough is enough. That's about it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I hope not. Anything else? Nah, man. I think I'm good. Um, Ready to put this to bed? 
uh, I think so. I think this is probably one of the longest episodes we had. And this is pitiful because it feels like we've been here for like 25 minutes. I bet people listening don't believe that at all. Mm, fuck those people. And with that being said, <laughs> this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?